Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. Dan, 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 clear of the closing doors, please. Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I am your host. Thank you so much, as always, tuning in to SST on Apple Podcasts app, Spotify, and on YouTube. It's officially Christmas. Christmas Eve is the day of the game. We're recording this on Friday, 1 o'clock, so hopefully on your commutes to your family houses and et cetera and et cetera, you can enjoy some picks pods from the boys. Of course, joining me, Pat Boyle, Mark Shenlugan, as they will every week and have every single week, unfortunately, for Pat after a tough one. But fortunately for Mark, another winning week. To, re- to quickly recap, I was 3-1-1, one, and one, putting out my fourth straight winning week. Mark was 3-2, and two, inching himself back closer to 500. And Pat Boyle, sorry, my friend. Mark Shenlugan jinxed you. 0 for 5 last week, Pat. How are you? Doing all right, man. Got to bounce back. Got to take it on the chin and, and get ready for another busy week. I mean, that's all you can do, right? And, and Mark, how are you feeling? Three and two last week. Should you have been five and zero? Speaking of the chin, you growing a beard over there, Pat? Little weekend project. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a little chin. It's it's the Ar- I got the Gagne going. The Gagne. <laughs> it actually works. Not gonna lie, the Gagne works for you. It's the chin. I think strip. So too. That's why I had to bring it up. Not the um, chin strap. The chin strip. I love that. Um, yeah, Pete, you know, happy to be three and two, but these three and twos aren't going to cut if we're going to get back to 500. Uh, time's running out. We've inched it back to seven. I think that's the closest I've been since week six, I think, when I was like 10, where I was like nine and 16 before my infamous one and uh, one and nine run. Yeah. Which I've been digging out ever since. Yeah. But, uh, that'll get you. It's, we're one very good week away from being, making things very interesting. So. Yeah, to make that less confusing, if you're watching on YouTube, I was on I was on the wrong graphic there. But yes, uh, it's it's good that you are now inching. 34 and 41 is the total record. Myself, I'm at 39, 34, and two. As Pat and I talked about the other day, both pushes that I have this year, two pushes, are both on Chargers minus three. <laughs> so, what does that tell you about the Chargers? They can't win by more than three. They also don't lose by more than three. So it's very, they're a weird ass team. We'll see if we can talk about them again when they play on Monday night and Pat 29 and 46. That brings our total record to one Oh two, one twenty one and two. So, you know, still work to do for the boys, but still time left for the boys to make something happen. Um, Pat, I just want to ask you over five last week on your teasers, all three of your teasers, you hit one leg. Is this one of those weeks that you have to chalk up to just being one of the more ridiculous weeks of the season? Or are you a little frustrated with yourself of how you paired up teams or or why you trusted certain teaser legs or et cetera? No, nah, we talked about this earlier in the week. If I knew Zach Wilson was playing for the Jets, I'm never picking them. I would have actually taken the Lions. So and I and I said during the week, I noted I, you know, I realized oh shit, I had Jets minus one and a half on, you know, on our podcast, like at like twelve fifteen. I was like, you know what? I guarantee you, if I asked Pete to change it five minutes before the, the game starts, the Jets would win. So I was like, you know what? It's too late. I'm gonna leave it anyway. But if we did it on a, you know, if we did it after the news that Zach Wilson was playing, I'm taking the Lions. And then the the Buccaneers. 
I had a 24 point cushion and they still don't cover. Uh, so not much, not much to say. And the chiefs lose by a point. albeit I, you know, you never can win in seven They win by seven in overtime. Right. Yeah. Overtime, but you don't expect the chiefs to be playing overtime football with the freaking Houston Texans. God damn. So yeah, frustrating week for you, Pat. It felt like you, sh- like you didn't deserve an zero and five. I think the toughest beat obviously being the bucks. You also didn't mention the commander's money line in that teaser where the commanders got boned with some refereeing late in that game that could have obviously swung that one. So it's an 0 for 5 on the books, but in our hearts, we know it was not a bad week. It was not a bad week. The process was not bad, in my opinion, at least. I don't know if Mark would agree or disagree with that you know, dissertation right there. But, um, but yeah, so that's where we are. So, Pat, with that all being said, I think that leads you to be going first for us this week. Week 16 picks. Week 16 already. Can you believe it? No, I can't. It's Christmas. Pat, why don't you kick us off with the first pick? But before we get to that, I do got to tell you guys something. The NBA season is heating up, and there are so many unknowns. I mean, have you looked at the Western Conference standings? Uh, The one seed and the seven seed are separated by one or two games. It's insane what's happening in the NBA right now, but there's still plenty of opportunities to get some future action in through DraftKings Sportsbook. And right now, the MVP race is starting to be talked about a little bit. If you listen to any of these podcasts, you heard me talk about Jason Tatum going from over plus 1,000. Now he's up to plus 250, or I should say down to plus 250. So maybe he's not the guy to get the value anymore. But guess who still has some good odds? Who's absolutely crushing the NBA right now? You don't want to hear it. It's Nikola Jokic, officially up to the fourth highest odds here in This regular season, Nikola Jokic plus 600 to get a three-peat of the MVP award. And I know what you guys are all saying. He can't win three in a row. How could he possibly win three in a row? Joel Embiid's going to cry. It's Jason Tatum. It's Luka Doncic. It's Giannis. No. Nikola Jokic is right there again, and he is absolutely crushing it. Breaking records getting his name said with Wilt Chamberlain more than he possibly should. The passing, the shooting, the defense is better. It's incredible to watch this man, Nikola Jokic, play. And guess what? The Nuggets are the one seed in the Western Conference. And if they continue to be the one seed, that plus 600 is only going to go down. So you might as well throw a shekel on it now. And where else would you do it? But DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. And check this out. That's for new customers, but this one, this one's for everyone. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. You go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, which combines multiple bets to increase your odds, like which team will win, who's going to get 10 rebounds, Who's going to score 20 points? All that fun stuff. Even if you don't like a side, you can still get some action by betting on some player props and some game totals, etc. And the more legs you add, the bigger the boost and the bigger your chances to win. Download the DraftKings app now and sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so first pick for me here. And you know what? I, I wanted to take the Titans so bad. I was getting ready. I mean, dude, they just have way too many guys who I have zero idea of whether or not they're going to play. Literally, like, their entire offensive line. Um, they still have a bunch of guys 
either injured or questionable on defense. To me, the only thing that I would bet in that game is Derrick Henry to demolish the Titans, uh, the Texans like he does every time. But even then, with how bad Tennessee's defense has been the last couple of weeks, you have no idea what, what Houston Texans team is going to show up. So I'm staying away from that one. And instead, the first pick for me is, is going to come on Saturday. It's going to come in the 1 o'clock window, and it's going to be the Chicago Bears plus 8. So Bears at home. They covered last week against the Eagles. Look, with Justin Fields under center, they've got nobody around them. But he he lifts that team because of how good he is. And I know Chase Claypool is doubtful. Equinemius St. Brown is out. I mean, he hasn't had receivers all year long, so it's him and David Montgomery running the rock a ton of times. And uh, Buffalo, look, if the game against the Dolphins showed you anything, it's their run defense, and it's happened at times this year. The run defense isn't as you know elite as we thought, especially with Von Miller uh, continuing to be out. So that's the one strength the Bears do have. It's going to be, once again, absolutely frigid, 10 degrees of feel in the negatives in Chicago. So that always, you know, in my opinion, that would favor the team that can't throw the ball that well, and that is the Bears. So, um, you know, am I going to – do I think that they're going to win this game? No, they were never really in a good spot to beat Philadelphia. But that being said, they kept it close. They found a way to get the cover. I think they do that again on Sunday. Give me the Bears plus eight at home. There you go. And, and Pat, great job mentioning the weather. I meant to do that in the open and forgot. So we'll be conscious of it today as we go through our picks because basically everywhere where you think it's going to be cold, it's going to be really cold on Saturday. So if it's going to be in Pittsburgh, if it's going to be Chicago, Kansas City, it's cold. Baltimore's cold. It's all going to be cold this week. Surprisingly, one of the least cold places of the home teams on Saturday is New England. It's going to be like regular cold, not like ridiculously cold, but who knows with wind. So weather is important when you're checking your fantasy lineups this weekend, your player props, everything. Like I took Christian Kirk out last night out of my fantasy lineup semifinal matchup because I couldn't trust that the, the ball would be getting thrown around that well. Right. So think about that a whole entire weekend when you're making these picks. Mark, you're up. All right. Uh, my first pick of the week, um, two teams. Uh, we're going to tease the Kansas City Chiefs down to two and a half from 10 against the Seattle Seahawks at home. Um, look, I don't know what the Kansas City Chiefs were doing last week against the Houston Texans. Um, or maybe just the Texans have found out how to play football the last two weeks against them, the Cowboys. Uh, bottom line, they're back home this week. Seahawks are coming in. They're not that great on the road. Fully expect the Chiefs to get this one done and hopefully show up in the first half this time and put that, put that game away early. Winning by two and a half should be more than easy enough in this one. Uh, so that's going to be like one. Um, like two, I know Pat doesn't like them. He's afraid of all the injuries, but I'm going to rock with the Tennessee Titans to take out the Houston Texans. Look, they're still one and 12 or one 12 and one. I think their record is or something like they have the tie. Um, I know guys are out, but look, Malik Andrews, I think if they go back and look at the tape from what he did in the first half against Kansas City and his loans, Malik Willis. Sorry, getting confused with the NBA saying, reporter. NBA reporter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if they go back and look at what he did in the first half against Kansas City that week, running with the read option and the success that they had with him and Henry, I think they will have little to no issues against Houston winning this game, especially the, with the game being at home. And this is pretty much, I don't want to say the season riding for Tennessee. That could still come down to the week uh, 18 game against Jacksonville. But if they want to keep their game lead that they have on them and against Houston, this is a game you have to win. Um I don't know why they got away from the read option in the second half against the Chiefs. It 
let them get right back in the game because it looked like Tennessee was dominating that game. So I think if they just stick up to what they did in the first half, use that in the game plan, I think they'll smash the Texans. Um, so we're going to go Tennessee money line, Kansas City minus two and a half, minus 105, pick number one. All right, Patty, I uh, will be talking about one of those games later, possibly two. My fifth pick is in the air. We'll, we'll get there. But one of those games will be on my card in some manner or another. But for my first pick, I'm going with a straight dog here. And this dog is too much of a dog. I'm going the Philadelphia Eagles, currently plus four and a half at the Dallas Cowboys. They were plus five just a few hours ago, already now plus four and a half. Uh, but this line movement is just too much. I understand that Jalen Hurts is out, but this Eagles team is one of the best teams in the league, not just because Jalen Hurts is the quarterback of it. They have one of the best offensive line. They have one of the best defensive lines. They have a great defensive backfield. The team is just stacked. A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Miles Sanders, it all on and on and on. This team is talented. And I don't think Gardner Minshew is that big of a drop-off. I would look at him as one of the more premier backups in the NFL right now. I know we haven't seen him play in quite some time, but Gardner Minshew can move the freaking football. The Dallas Cowboys defense, the highly lauded Dallas Cowboys defense, has not been completely up to snuff as they've been in earlier parts of the season. I think the Eagles are going to be able to move the ball, and they're this good for more than just Jalen Hurts. So this, this line moved a lot. If Jalen Hurts was going to be healthy, which basically knew he wasn't going to be from the get-go, you know, the line basically moved six, seven points. Hurts would be worth that many points for a team if they weren't so talented elsewhere and if their backup wasn't so competent. So this is simply a game where I think the spread is too big. There's too much of a of a movement because the quarterback's going to be out. There's too many people backing the Cowboys because they're the Cowboys. That's just how the NFL betting works in America. So I think this is a perfect spot to get an underdog with more than the hook at plus four and a half in the Philadelphia Eagles to at minimum keep this one close because even though they locked up basically everything here in the NFC, this is a pride game and probably one of their last games where all the starters are going full strength You know, against the Cowboys. They're not going to take their foot off the gas just yet, and Gardner Minshew will look to prove something as a backup who wants to continue being a member of this league and hopefully somebody who plays more in the future. So I'm all in on the Eagles here. I'll sprinkle the money line as well, but for my first pick, Eagles plus four and a half at the Cowboys. Pete, I am absolutely head over heels in love with that pick. I was just going to give it out, and I'm just going to go ahead and and tell you on this one, or not even tell you. I mean, I had the same pick. So we, we're both Eagles plus four and a half. Everything you said, I loved. I don't think Jalen Hurts is that valuable on a mediocre team um, across the NFL. I think it's why Mahomes is, should win the MVP in a landslide. I know Hurts is putting up the numbers, but, I mean, let's be honest. He's got the best-rated offensive line. He's got A.J. Brown. Devonta Smith's having a breakout year. No matter who runs the rock for them, they pick up five, six yards of carry. So, the fact that it is Minshew, like you said, who, by the way, has proven numerous times that he is a serviceable backup, that he has had the entire week to prepare, right? He's basically known since Monday. They'll tell you that they didn't officially rule out Hurts till Thursday. That was just saving face. They knew from Monday that it was going to be Gardner Minshew. He's had a full week to prepare. And the only other thing I will add, Pete, because I really loved your breakdown so much, there's not too much to add to it. I don't want to just do it for fluff's sake. Leighton Van Der Esch is out. That's the, hmm. that's the linchpin in the middle of that, that Cowboys linebacking core. 
the secondary has been super vulnerable the last couple of weeks. You've seen it against Houston. You saw him get destroyed by Jacksonville. Anthony Brown is on the IR. Now Trayvon Diggs. There's a flu bug going around the Dallas locker room. He has barely practiced this week. All odds is that he does suit up and play, but who knows? Same with Micah Parsons. He's basically, they've basically said he's got the flu. So you got Van Der Esch out. The secondary has been banged up and weak to begin with the last couple of weeks. And now Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons both have the flu. I think the Eagles uh, can easily win this game on the road. But yeah, seven, six, seven points that it's moved. Way too much. I am right there with the Eagles plus four and a half. Let's go. All right. Pick number two for me. Um, I'm going to bump the Eagles up to 10 and a half. I don't know if the four and a half is enough enough for me in, in this case. Guaranteed death. Guaranteed death. I'm bumping up to 10 and a half. I think the loss of Hurts is much bigger than you guys think. Um, look, for all that's being said about the MVP and everybody's talking about how he's got all this help, nobody was making that excuse for Mahomes when he had Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, and all those guys when he was putting up those numbers. So, uh, I mean, to me, it's a little bit of hypocrisy. But he's but, still putting it up now with Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, Juju Smith-Schuster. Scantling's barely putting up the numbers. Kelsey's having another career year. Juju's no scrub, and he's got way more turnovers than Hurts. But anyway, I don't want to get into a debate about who should be MVP and, and who shouldn't be. Um, I'm going to bump it up to 10.5 just because i got a strange feeling that Dallas has had this game circled for weeks, and they've the focus just hasn't be, been there the past two weeks. I feel like they were up 27-10 against Jacksonville, and they were like, all right, when are they, one of these guys is going to quit, and it caught up to them, and they ended up blowing the game. The game against Houston, I think they slept walk through that game too. Um, so I'm going to go up to plus 10.5. I do think Gardner Minshew is more than serviceable. I agree with you guys there. I don't know. Just with the Cowboys being at home, I want to go up to 10.5 to feel safe here. And I'm going to pair that with the Bengals plus 3.5 up in New England. Um Again, for whatever reason, this team continues to win and win, but they're only a slight favorite on the road up in New England, who I'm not impressed with at all. It's another weird line to me, but I'm going to go to plus three and a half anyway, just in case they somehow do lose a game, because I guess you can be due at some point to lose. Um, but fully healthy, getting the three and a half with the, with the field goal on the hook, I feel more than comfortable with these two at minus 120. So that's going to be pick two. That game. Bengals at Patriots, minus three, minus three and a half, wherever you find it. It stinks like my house is going to stink in about 12 hours. Galama, yeah. bakala, mussels, clams. It's going to smell. It smells. It's a stinky line. The Bengals have been one of the best teams in football for the past six weeks. And this line is three against an offense that's pathetic. Against And, and that's the Patriots offense pathetic. The Bengals defense has been an absolute world beater especially in second halves and against this offense it's only three points what the freak i am i'm staying far away i'm not staying far away from my house on christmas eve that food is all delicious but i don't want to smell it being cooked that much and i don't want to look at this line because it stinks especially with the hole they dug themselves to start last week i can't see them starting down 17 nothing again either and if they do they can they can come back they can come back but yeah, yeah i don't know I don't, I don't freaking know, man. That line smells, but uh, I, I, don't, I don't mind your pick at all. Obviously, all three of us now on the Eagles makes me nervous, but I think we might be good here. I mean, obviously, I made the pick, so I'm, I'm with you. All right, my second pick. I'm going my first teaser of the week. Standard teaser, six points a piece here. One of the lines moved a little bit, uh, but that's okay. Still in the perfect teaser zone here. Carolina Panthers from plus two and a half up to plus eight and a half. And the Oakland, Oakland, ah, the Las Vegas Raiders from plus one and a half to plus seven and a half it's going to be frigid in pittsburgh on saturday night it's going to be a feels like 
negative degrees out in Pittsburgh on Saturday night. A lot of people are talking about the unfortunate passing of Franco Harris and how this team is going to rally around it. I don't really buy into storylines like that. I think it's great for the first play, the first drive. You come out with a little extra gusto, but these are all professional athletes. After a drive or two, I throw that stuff out the window. I don't really look into it. I obviously, you know, care for the the Steelers and their history, and it's beautiful, and RIP Franco Harris, but I'm not buying into that storyline. I like the Raiders better. They're a better team. They're a way better offense. Even if the Steelers can win this game, they're not built to beat people by more than a touchdown. That's why you get the Raiders up to plus seven and a half. On the Panthers front, this is a matchup that makes sense to me. The Lions offense, as good as it's been, has been slowing down just a little bit here. Uh, they're going to be playing um, in Carolina. The weather's, I'm sorry, they're going to be playing home in Detroit. So it's going to be indoors. So it's going to obviously help. No, it is in Carolina. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. in Carolina. So the weather's going to be not great as it's not going to be across the country here for the most part. So I don't trust Jared Goff in this offense as much as I normally would. And the big part of this game for me is that the Panthers are physical. We've seen it week after week. They're going to try to run the ball. They're going to try to be physical. Their defense is very solid. It's been solid all year. They've been covering more spreads in the second half of the year. And right now, the big number is the Lions run defense gives up 4.9 yards per carry. That's tied for fifth worst in the NFL. Panthers are going to try to run the ball here, and I think they're going to keep this one tight. I like them at two and a half. Maybe I'd sprinkle the money line, but I love them as part of this teaser. Panthers plus eight and a half. Raiders plus seven and a half. That's my second pick. And uh, standard teaser minus 120. Third pick for me. Let's. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take advantage. I'm going to try to take advantage of these awful weather games as much as possible this week. One I love most, two teams that can't really throw the ball a ton to begin with. Now we're forced to run it even more. It's going to be 11 degrees tomorrow in Cleveland, and you've got a field that could be also in the negatives. You also have a chance of snow. And the most important thing, wind gusts, sustained wind gusts the entire game of at least 25 miles per hour. So all of that combined, the Browns, I think, have been playing much better football. Uh, Watson, the rust is starting to come off week by week. I still think he has a long ways to go, but that's fine. He doesn't have to throw the ball that much. This total right now is at 32. If it stays like that, it would be the lowest total in an NFL game in the last 14 years. So when the low, the totals have been low this year, how many times has, have we hit the, uh, have we hit the over yesterday? The total of Jets and Jags was what? 36 and a half. And you had 22 points. So give me the Browns plus three and a half and get the under up to 38 and a half. That's minus 110 odds. I mean, I would advocate for betting this under straight up. I don't see how there's more than 28 points in this game um, unless, unless you know, the, the, the New Orleans Saints linebackers can't make a tackle on Nick Chubb. But Nick Chubb, Nick Chubby Chubb, should have a huge game running the ball regardless in terms of picking up four or five yards of pop, especially with the Saints defense. Marshawn Lattimore is once again banged up. Don't know if he's going to play. Same with Marcus May. Their linebacker, Pete Werner, has already been ruled out. He's had a couple of big games in terms of tackling for them this year. And Chris Olave is out taking yet another weapon away from the red rifle, Andy Dalton, who has been very mediocre this year. Brown's offense is basically healthy across the entire board. That offensive line should get push after push. Brown's plus three and a half. I think they win it outright, but I will take the insurance. And I think the under hits outright. But I will take the insurance of both brownies plus three and a half under 38 and a half. All right. Pick three for me. I'm going to go <clears throat> similar similar to Pat here. Browns plus three and a half for all the reasons he mentioned. Um, what it comes down to, along with 
you know, weather, personnel, they're just a better team. Um, and at home, I think they're going to win. But, you know, again, with some of these, you know, trying to work these lines to where you don't even have to worry about it. So we're going to go Browns plus three and a half for the first leg. Um, we're going to pair that with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers money line against uh, Arizona and Trace McSore loser at quarterback. Um, Brady can't possibly lose this game. I know. I think I said that a couple weeks ago when they played at Carolina and PJ Walker, I think played that game. I said they couldn't possibly lose that game. They found a way. This would be the lowest of the lows. I mean, McSorley was like what seven for whatever last week under 100 yards, two picks. I mean, and the Bucks at six and eight, they have their slim one game lead on the division. We kind of expected them to lose to the Bengals and the the Niners the last two weeks. This is a game we expect them to win, and I think Brady will bounce back from that horrific second half, which just started with that fake punt, which I have no idea why that was called in the first place up two touchdowns, but that seemed to start an avalanche of turnovers for them in the second half. But Bucks get right this week. Tampa Bay to win, Browns plus three and a half, minus 120, pick three. Both on the brownies. That was a game that I wanted to stay away from just because the line was so small. But the way you guys kind of worked it up to plus three and a half obviously makes sense. Um, and, and yeah, like the Browns for all the contrite talk ar around them have been playing pretty good football as a team, right? We know Deshaun Watson hasn't really hit a stride yet. It may be difficult for him to do so this week, but with the strengths that they have uh, running the football, it, it just it just makes sense. So so I'm, I'm here for your picks, guys, and I'm going with. For my third pick, a straight bet here. Kansas City Chiefs are going to be home. It's going to be cold. That's okay. They're the home team. They know what's going on here. They're home. I'm going minus 10 straight up against the Seattle Seahawks. There's some really interesting numbers here that I don't know exactly how much they mean, but they're they're consistent throughout the entire year. Teams that played the San Francisco 49ers a week before their game currently are absolutely getting demolished. One in nine this year after playing the Niners. That's insane. And why is that the case? Because the Niners defense are absolute savages who beat and batter the opposing offenses. And right now the Seattle Seahawks offense is struggling. They're going to have to run the crap out of the ball, which I think will be a little bit difficult because obviously Geno Smith hasn't been uh, great in the past couple weeks. Tyler Lockett is out. If Marquise Goodwin can step up and do something crazy, sure. Is it going to be DK Metcalf, 14 catches? I don't quite think so. I don't think the Chiefs are going to allow that. I think the fact that this line stayed up as much as it has and the total has stayed up as much as it has tells me everything I need to know. Because when you see a big-time spread like 10 and a total like 38, that's a that's a telltale sign to go with the underdog. But this total is still up at 49.5, which tells me that they think the Chiefs can still put up points here, and I don't think the Seahawks are going to do so. There's not some sort of crazy split in the money or tickets. There's, that means there's no sharp money coming in on the Seahawks. The lines move from nine and a half to 10 and it's stuck there. So I'm going with the Kansas city chiefs. I'm going with the trend of teams after they play the 49ers getting absolutely demolished. Like telling you the point differential, the record is all abysmal for teams who just played the San Francisco 49ers. So you're going to ride the chiefs here who still have much to play for. They still have a number one seed in the balance that they can get. They're tied with record. Uh, with the Buffalo Bills, they do not have the tie break, but the Bills, you know, have have some business to take care of as well with some not walk in the park games here. There's a chance for the Chiefs to lock in this one seed, and it starts here against Seattle on Saturday. So Chiefs minus ten versus the Seahawks in Kansas City. That is my third pick. Fourth pick for me, money line parlay. Um, 
they threw up a minus four for the Vikings yet again here at home this week against a team that they are better on paper than. I am not falling into the trap once again of thinking that this defense can help the Vikings win by more than a field goal. But I'm going to take a money line because I think they are better than the New York Giants. And I'm going to parlay that with the Buccaneers money line as well. For all the reasons Mark said, I am once again backing the Buccaneers. I like, I want to be hurt. I want to see Tom Brady go out and lose to Trace McSorley. I really do. I really want to see that. Um, but I'm going to once again go back to the well. I'm taking Tom. Um, for all, I, I don't need to go further than anything Mark said, so I'm going to leave it at that. With the Vikings, look, I think it's it's tough, and and this you can fall into a lot of traps when you're when you're betting when you start trying to analyze games by motivation because a lot of the times you think, okay, a team's going to get up for this, like Mark said with the Cowboys and the Eagles, and sometimes you're right, sometimes you're dead wrong. I thought the Vikings were going to want to crush the Colts, lock up the division. And they slept walk through the entire first half. And it was the biggest miracle comeback that I think we've experienced uh, since betting football, especially since doing these picks. So they didn't cover last week. They did win in a miracle. Um, but I think that was a wake-up call for them. One last week. And I think with the Giants, I think they laid down and let the Eagles batter them because they knew that the game against the Commanders, again, a week after they tied them, was going to be the game that determined whether or not they got in the playoffs. The defense stood on its head. Even with guys like Adoree Jackson missing, who was ruled out once again this weekend in a secondary that was getting beat very badly the last couple of weeks. Look, I mean, they've got the toughest test in front of them all season long. Stopping Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, TJ Hawkinson, let alone the run game with Dalvin Cook. You can buy into the, that the fact that the Vikings are frauds. You think they go one and done in the playoffs? Fine. I can, I can maybe see that. I did say a couple weeks ago, Pete, I was all in on the Vikings going to the Super Bowl. Our betting group is called the Minnesota Kennedys. So I'm going to go ahead and back the Vikings to get this done and get the win at home. Uh, Whereas the Giants, look, the offense is not good enough to sustain drives and put up more than 24 points. As good as Daniel Jones has been playing with keeping the turnovers low, they're going to be able to get chunk yardage at times. But, excuse me, keep losing my voice. If the, um, if the Vikings' run defense was their real weakness, I would say, okay, I can see the Giants winning this. It's the secondary. And the Giants, with guys like Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James and Slayton, they've played better as of lately, but they're not good enough to consistently hurt the Vikings through the air. Uh, so I think that's the difference in this game. And then the Giants' secondary, they put up a war last week against Washington. They still have too many guys out. They're still not that talented. Minnesota should exploit them through the air. I like this matchup. So Vikings money line, Bucks money line. Minus 110. All right, pick four for me. Um, Going to start with the trustworthy Los Angeles Chargers money line on the road against the Indianapolis Colts and probably one of the worst teams to trust in the money line spot, I feel like, in any situation as a favorite. I'm going to go with them this week to continue this run that they're on. Um, that game last week should have never come down to the final play, but I'm going to trust in the uh, – the most overhyped quarterback in the league in my eyes, Justin Herbert, to get this one done on the road. Pete, you're looking at me like that. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sticking. I'm sticking with it. And that performance last week does did nothing to change my change my mind. Two picks, no touchdowns. Looked absolutely pathetic in a game that he should have put away in the first half against Tennessee. But I figure he's got to bounce back this week because the Colts, after blowing that game last week, I don't know how they get back up and play a game this week after blowing that 33 to nothing lead. And Nick Foles will be at quarterback, by the way, in this game as well. So who knows what you're going to get out of him. 
Uh, so Chargers money line will be leg one of this. We're going to pair that with Green Bay plus 10 and a half. I'm going to bump up to 10 and a half from, I think the line's at four and a half or five right now. Three and um, a half right now. Okay, so it's come down a little bit. I'm going to bump up to 10 and a half against the uh, Miami Dolphins who are on a three-game losing streak. Um, all three games have been on the road. That's why I'm bumping the uh, the pack up to 10 and a half here I'm, uh, and not going the other way with, with this line because I'm not sure what to make of the Dolphins right now, to be honest with you. This could be a prime bounce-back spot where they're back in warm Miami or they can continue the slide they're on. And I kind of like the way Green Bay is playing where every game is pretty much a playoff game at this point. Um, and I think they'll be physical with Dylan and Jones, and I think 10.5 will be more than enough for Rodgers to cover, way more comfortable playing that side of it than the other way, um, as opposed to the Miami plus 3.5 here. So we're going to go Chargers money line, Packers plus 10.5 minus 115 pick four. Who do you think is good at quarterback? Who do you, who do you think is a good quarterback, Mark? I just think he's way more overhyped, and then he actually is as good of a quarterback as everybody thinks he is. But like, who do you There's think? People who think out there that like Justin Herbert is a top five QB in the NFL coming into the season. What do you maybe think he is? top ten? Do you think he's top like fifteen? Like, where do you? Yeah, say he's absolutely in top, top ten quarterback. He ain't top five. He is top five in my opinion, but no way. What do you think he is? Do you think no he's way. bad? What do you, you think he's average? I just think he's overhyped. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm saying. I don't think he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. All right. I mean, I, guess I, I would agree. I would have him at seven, six, seven, eight in that range. I don't think he's top five either, but I think he's very close. I, honestly, I, I thought this offense was going to put up like 28 points a game. I know Allen and Williams were hurt for a large portion of it. Um, and usually me and Mark are getting into huge wars of debates between Herbert and especially because it coincides with Tua. Um, but I have not seen as much as I would have liked to see from Justin Herbert this year. He's not as good as Josh Allen. He's not as good as Joe Burrow. He is not as good as Mahomes. Um, so you want to put him, you know, I think you can make a debate then four, five, six, when you stack them up. Um, excuse me. But I'd love to do a separate. I'll do a separate QB pod that this week yeah. if you guys want to join. Where we can rank them. Yeah. But I, I guess have- that that Titans secondary that's down to like their fifth and sixth stringers at some spot with the guys that they had out last week, and they lost like one or two guys in the first quarter two in the secondary, and he put up that type of game, unacceptable. Right. I mean that's fair. I can't argue against last week. I just think he's awesome. It's his offense of coordinator and coach. Look, definitely. talent wise, you want to argue he's top five? Yeah. Sure. sure. That's but, fine. fine. I'm just saying, it seems like you don't think any quarterbacks are good. So I, no, they'll suck, <laughs> especially the one, especially the one that's playing uh, the Vikings this week. He's uh, awful. Oh man! All right. Anyways, let's move on. My fourth pick, though, I'm still, I'm still going with one of your legs, kind of here, Pat, uh, Mark. I'm, I'm just gonna go Packers plus three and a half. Though I'm going with them straight up. I, I think they found something here with the run game with AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones being their two best players on offense. We've known it since week one. It probably took them six weeks too many for them to figure it out. Pat and I broke it down on the pod earlier in the week that, you know, one game difference in that three-game stretch against the Giants, Commanders, and Jets. If they just won one of those games, this would be a completely different vibe around the Green Bay Packers right now. They're playing much better football as of late. They've won two in a row here. They found kind of what works for them with the run game. I think playing in the, in the warm weather will help Aaron Rodgers and Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, who's now back for the second week here. I think they're going to be able to put up points on this Dolphins defense. And I do think the Dolphins showed a whole lot of balls in that game against Buffalo last week. They showed up and played a super tough game. 
that deserves respect. But this line being three and a half, I, I feel like it's going to be a very close game. I'll sprinkle the Packers money line as well. Both of these teams desperately need a win here. The Dolphins a little bit less so. But I, I think when you look at this matchup, the Packers probably would have play in the cold because that really kind of goes to their strengths of running the ball. Dolphins obviously ran the ball well last week as well. But three and a half is, is just enough for me to feel comfortable here. And on top of it all, the money's telling me to, to follow the Packers here. Right now, 56% of the tickets on the Dolphins, not a huge spread of tickets on the Dolphins. However, 60% of the cash coming in on the Packers. That means, you know, over a 15% swing on money going on to the Green Bay Packers. So the sharp money's going there. I'm following it. Green Bay Packers plus three and a half. That's my fourth pick. All right, fifth and final pick for me. I'm going three legs. First time this year. I would love Join to Join the dark side. Yep, I would love to know who's going to hurt me in this one because I was looking at these three games before we started the podcast, and I was like, I, I kind of like the Bengals. I was like, but I don't love them. I was like, I kind of like the Packers. I don't love them. I kind of like the Niners. I don't love them. Uh, so here we go. Let's, let's throw them all together here for the final pick. And uh, give me the Bengals plus seven and a half. We're going to get them through 10 points, 10 point uh, tees there, all the way up to seven and a half dogs. Give me the Niners, who are six and a half point favorites, all the way through zero, all the way up to plus three and a half. And uh, give me seven on the Packers. Get the Green Bay Packers up plus 10 and a half. That's minus 118 odds. Um, look, Bengals are 19 and three against the spread in their last 22 games. So maybe I should just be taking them with my fifth pick minus three for some reason. Pete, you said it, it stinks. All the food you're going to be making, the seven fishes, the gabagool, the galamad, everything that's going to be cooking up in your apartment or, or your, your girlfriend's parents' house. Um, look, New England, I don't know how they're going to be emotionally coming off of one of the worst losses you can imagine. The lateral from Jacoby Myers, uh, but I do know this. Ramondre Stevenson's banged up. Damian Harris is banged up. Myers is banged up. Devontae Parker has already been ruled out. And the defense, as as good as like a everybody likes to wants to think the Patriots defense is, they're not that good, right? <laughs> the Patriots defense gives up 335 yards a game. That's in the top 10 in the NFL, but they have these games where they just, you know, the defense doesn't hold up where you'd think it would. They couldn't hold up against Minnesota. That was a real test for them. They failed. And the defense should have won them that game against Vegas. Touchdown or not, another replay that people will be screaming about for the entire year. But you got to get a stop there against Vegas on that final drive. They didn't, and then they coughed the game away at the end. So uh, I don't see any way in hell that the Patriots win this game by more than a touchdown. So there's that. That's settled. Green Bay, I think, you know, they're fighting for their lives right now. The offense still not where it needs to be, but I think they are playing with a lot of momentum. I think Rodgers and Watson have been really, you know, generating a lot of chemistry. I think he's getting on the same page with Romeo Dobbs, who has been big since he came back. Um, Elgin Jenkins just got locked up to a big contract. Him and Bakhtiari status, that's going to be a big thing in, the, in that in, for them in this game. I would assume both are going to play. Um, and then the defense has been incredible against the pass all year. The Packers give up less than 200 yards through the air. So that's the Dolphins' strength. If they can run the ball like they did against Buffalo, maybe they have a shot to win this game by more than 10. But I think the Packers give you a fight. Even if they lose, it's not going to be by more than double digits. So Packers plus 10.5 on that one. And then, look, the 49ers should keep rolling. I think Washington is limping into this game. The Niners have proven all year long they've got the number one defense. They can run the ball. The 
the quarterback doesn't matter who it's going to be. And I think Heineke, the, the shine is once again wearing off of him. So I think he's turnover prone. He's been turnover prone, coughed it up twice in that game against the Giants. And the same thing, I'd be hard pressed to believe that even if Washington wins this game on the road, it's by more than a field goal. So Bengals plus seven and a half, Niners plus three and a half, Packers plus ten and a half, the dreaded three-legger minus 118 odds. Pick five for me. I also went up to three legs. Down from the five or six that we normally have. Uh, <laughs> um, look, let me start with the leg that I'm most confident in. That's the Detroit Lions plus seven and a half this week against the uh, Carolina Panthers. Um, like I said earlier in the year with where I was back in the Eagles pretty much every week, every which way, I'm going to do that with the Lions because I just think the, the momentum is just too hot to handle here. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not impressed with the Panthers. Um, that game last week against Pittsburgh was disgusting. I started Deontay Foreman. He had ten carries for nine yards. Um, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't get behind. I can't get behind that. So I think Detroit wins. But again, love manipulating the lines and the odds to bring things down. Even. So I'm going to go all the way up to plus seven and a half here with Detroit. Um, leg two, Buffalo Bills money line over the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears are a team that, you know, they've got talent. The defense has been gutted because of all of what they've given away with Roquan Smith and um, Robert. Oh, my God, the defensive the defensive men used to play Robert for the Rams. Quinn. Robert Quinn, exactly right. Um, and they seem to be in every game. But whether it comes down to a two-minute drill or something a little bit earlier in the fourth quarter, they just can't finish off the game. And, again, last week, as demonstrated with the Eagles, um, they're in that thing the whole way. And then down the stretch, it just, it just doesn't seem to go their way ever. And – I think, honestly, this game, I don't really think this is going to be one of those games where it is close for them to win at the end. I think Buffalo takes care of this game. Um, <clears throat> just de- just defensively, offensively, overall as a team, I don't think they're going to have any answer for Stefan Diggs. He's due for a monster game. It's been a while, and I think with every other wide receiver that's been going off lately, you saw what A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith did last week. So maybe Gabe Davis even does something this week for my fantasy team because he's so, so due. Um but Buffalo money line leg two, and then leg three. I've kind of got the same, same kind of worry that Pat has here. He went up to plus three and a half. I got the Niners money line in this one. Um, Washington comes in, and the season kind of is on the line almost here um, with some of these teams breathing down their neck. Chase Young is back for the for the Commanders this week as well. But overall, this defense I think is just too good to let Taylor Heineke come in and win. It's just, I mean, to, to quote Aaron Boone, it's just. It's just full of savages. I mean, every every single which way you look for what they have is just absurd. You've got Bosa, Armstead on the line. You've got Greenlaw and Warner in the middle. And then in the secondary, you've got Ward and Ward, by the way. I just realized that with Jimmy and Shavarius. And you've got the flying Hawaiian Hufanga at safety. So, I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous with what they have. I know Debo's still out, but the Giants just shredded Washington with a short passing game. So, Purdy and Co. with Ayuk and Kittle and throwing McCaffrey out of the backfield should be able to get the job done. So, we're going to go Niners money line, Bills money line, Lions plus 7.5, minus 110, pick 5 to cap my 5 and a week. Well, <laughs> there you go. I, uh, I'm glad that you guys both went with the 49ers on your last pick because I want to preface my fifth pick by saying I was so, so, so close to making Commanders plus seven my fifth pick here. And it was a stinky one. It's a hold your nose and hope that it comes true 
situation. But literally, as we're recording here, that line has moved to six and a half. And that is enough for me to say, what am I doing? What am I doing here? Taking the commanders and Taylor Heineke against this 49ers defense. Let me read off to you the scores of 49ers games over the past five weeks. They won by eight, 21 to 13 against Seattle last week. They won by 28 against Buccaneers two weeks ago. They won by uh, quick math, 16 here over the Dolphins three weeks ago. They won 13, nothing against the Saints uh, four weeks ago. And they won by uh, 28 points against the Cardinals five weeks ago. The right, the Niners are on a heater, and with that line being six and a half here, it just it just doesn't allow me to, in my right mind, take the Washington Commanders in this spot here, despite a huge spread of money coming in on the Commanders. Eighty four percent of tickets on the 49ers, only sixty percent of the cash on the 49ers. So that's why that line went from seven to six and a half here, and the sharp money's on Washington. I get it. I was so, so close to making that a pick, but I just cannot bring myself to it, especially that it's six and a half. So if the commanders cover seven, I'll I'll be a little bit disappointed in myself, but hopefully this fifth pick for me hits anyway, because I've been pretty solid with these uh, standard teasers as of late. And this one is another one that I feel good about that I'm going to rock with here. So I'm also going with the Buffalo Bills in a teaser here. I was also very close, Pat, to taking Bears plus eight or eight and a half, which it, which it's uh, kind of moving around between here. It's very close because I think the weather's going to be difficult. But one thing I saw in that Bills game against the Dolphins last week was Josh Allen playing like a man possessed. I'm just thinking of him running up the left sideline like a freaking savage, looking like Barry Sanders and 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 uh, um, Bo Jackson combined. Like that's what he, he looked like. Bo Jackson running down the field last week against the Dolphins on some of those scrambles, picking up huge chunk gains. So for everything Justin Fields can do, Josh Allen can do better. The the uh, Bears, for all their excitement on offense this year, have not been able to win games at all. They're still one of the worst teams in the league from a record perspective, even though we feel better about Justin Fields today than we did six weeks ago or 10 weeks ago for that matter. That all being said, so I'm going to take the Bills from minus eight and a half to minus two and a half that goes through the seven, through the three, perfect teaser leg. And, and, you know, even though the sharp side was the commanders plus seven, the sharp side is bears plus eight. I'm going bills on the teaser leg to two and a half for the second part of that teaser. I'm going to ride the giants in a teaser leg again. It's what I've been doing a lot with the giants this year. And it's been working out pretty well. You get them from plus four up to plus 10 and basically outside of the Eagles, debauchery you know the Giants are keeping games very very close they're winning games or they're keeping them pretty close I like them at plus 10 here to cover this spread up the Vikings on the other hand they're not really team a team that blow people away they won by three in the crazy comeback last week they lost to the Lions two weeks ago they beat the Jets by five they beat the 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 Vikings by less than 10 they got smoked by the Cowboys they beat the Bills by three Commanders by three uh, Cardinals by less than 10 Dolphins by less than 10 Bears by less than 10. You get the picture. They are not blowing people out. They're a good team. They they move the ball. Kirk Cousins having a good year. They're talented. I'm not taking anything away from the Vikings here, but the Giants are a team that compete their asses off. Even with some of the injuries, they're able to consistently compete. They're moving the ball. Saquon's been a man possessed. I think getting the Giants to plus 10 is more than enough here. And combining uh, the Giants' ability and what they have on the line, 
with the Vikings inability to blow people away, this teaser feels perfect. So I got the, da- uh, sorry, the Dallas Cowboys. I got the Buffalo Bills from minus eight and a half down to minus two and a half and the Giants from plus four up to plus 10 as my final pick and my second teaser of the week. So almost, I almost went commanders plus seven. How crazy would you guys have looked at me if I made that my actual pick? Yeah, not crazy. It is, it is a lot of points. Um, I just, I don't see how you can bet against San Francisco at this particular juncture of the season. They're on a heater. I mean, I just rattled off how, how they're just dominating people. And, and they just, suffocate teams too. So like, yeah, they have a way, they, they put teams away with their defense and then they get great field position. They did it against Tampa Bay. They've, they've done it countless times this year. They're giving up 3.4 yards per carry. That's the best in the league. It's incredible what their defense is doing. And the only hope for the commanders really is Brian Robinson, who's looked awesome, especially last week against the Giants. I thought he looked so dangerous, and and that's not going to be easy. 3.4 yards per carry. It's the best mark in the league. The Niners are are a juggernaut right now, led by that defense. And the, the, the icing on the cake was moving from seven to six and a half. If it was still seven, maybe that's my fifth pick, but I could not bring myself to do it. But uh, here we go. We got the picks up. Uh, and and as I ask every week, how the hell are we feeling, fellas? Are we feeling good right now? We have a lot of the same legs here. I see we all have the Eagles involved. We all have the Bills involved. We don't all have the Niners involved, but Pat and Mark, you both do. You both have the Bucks. You both have the Browns. Uh, what's going on here? How, how are we feeling? You, all, you both have the Bengals. <laughs> are we feeling good? Are we feeling like a Mark? and Pat synergy right now. It's either going to be a really good week or a really bad one. I'll tell you that now we've got like five shared picks. So five and oh, Pete, five, five and oh. let's go, baby. That's the let's tweet. Go. Five and oh. oh, I love it. I love it so much. And uh, yeah, week 16, this is one of those, this is one of the last weeks where basically every team is still going to be playing hard for the good teams and the bad teams, right? Like, some of the bad teams are going to just be tank mode, see what they have in some of the young guys. Some of the good teams are going to be resting players in 17, week 17 and week 18. This is that week where, you know, hopefully you can rely on some of those favorites, to maybe not cover, but just take care of business and win games. Uh, and it's, it's a chance for some of those teams fighting for their playoff lives to continue to compete. And that's kind of what we're back in here. And I guess we'll see how it goes. I guess we'll see how it goes. Yeah. 39 and 41 never looks so good. 39 and 41. Yes. If you go five and oh, Mark, let's go, baby. Two games under. You're right there. You're right there. And uh, yes, I'm on four winning weeks in a row. I'm looking to make it five. That's it. That's all we got. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. We'll talk next week at some point. I'm, I'm sure of it, but that's it. That's all we got. Subway Sports Talk week 16 picks in the books. Hopefully you all enjoy the show. Hopefully you enjoy your Christmas and your holidays, and your betting on Saturday and Sunday, even Monday for that matter. That's all we got. Subway Sports Sport, bleh, Subway Sports Talk. There we go. For Pete Kennedy, I'm Pete Kennedy. Pat Boyle, Marshall Lugan, I'm watching this. Pat, you want to outro this? I can't do it. I don't know what I'm even saying. Right you got now. it. Third, third time's the charm, man. I believe in you. <laughs> all right. Subway Sports Talk. For Mark Shen Lugan, for Pat Boyle, I'm Pete Kennedy. You might hear me and Pat on uh, Fan Airwaves, CBS Sports Radio, Fan Airwaves over the next week or so. We'll be around, so we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Merry Christmas, everybody. Cheers.